Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Cool Ranch. Well, no, regular nacho cheese. Nacho, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, but see... The white cheddar, simply Doritos, mm-hmm. are actually badass. Are Just they? like the white cheddar Cheetos are awesome too. Yes, those are good. I agree. Oh, those are oh, those are crack. Mm-hmm. Not it's a joke, people. Not to make light of people that have serious afflictions and um, views expressed by Patrick are not representative of those of Cassie and Pat. Nor blah 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 blah. Um. I have a real tough time. I have a real tough time when the NHL tries to make itself relevant to the youth to the youths of today. Just accept their irrelevance and move on. <laughs> I, they can't figure out what it is. Well, I mean, we know this, right? We know this is coming. We can't. They can't figure it out. Out what it is that they're doing. I, I mean, I am I am probably as far away from being in touch with what the kids today are into. I'm pretty sure it's not Justin Bieber. I mean, that's like 10 years ago. You know, and they really what they really need to do is if the NHL wants to keep going down this road, they just need to hire a group of people whose jobs is to an education and background is to actually do this crap for them. Outsource I mean like, it. A, like a marketing, <laughs> like, like an external marketing and PR firm. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. yeah, just do that. Their lives will be better. Our lives will be better. Everyone's lives will be better. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, Cassie. Uh-oh. Surprise, a man disagreeing with a woman. Shocking. <laughs> I know. Back up. Whoa, it's a day ending and why. Mm-hmm. Um, having a marketing degree and having worked in the field, mm-hmm. that's probably the worst thing that could happen because then it becomes focus groups and then it becomes so pablum. You, you, get, you get something that appears to be hip, hip and it with the kids of today that is really just lowest common denominator type stuff and it's it's not memorable oh to so me, it has I wa- to be memorable i want the quirk <laughs> i want the quirk there's there's a fine it's such a fine line you know between clever and stupid yes um yes it is and too often they fall on the stupid side versus the clever side. That being said, the big city greens thing was a damn hoot. I, as an adult, got a kick out of that when they mm-hmm. did the when they you know they did the representation of the players and especially when when they do the segments and Kevin Weeks is in there as this, as his cartoon character showing how to how to ten goal. I loved it. I loved every minute of it because it was, it hit that quirky thing that I just love. And then they had Brad Marchand on an episode of the show not too long after. 
So they did their due diligence and sort of cross-promoting, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the Nickelodeon slime football games. I love them. I am not a football fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't care. It's fun. It's quirky. It's not rolling out some predictable marketing campaign at, you know, at, aimed at the, I don't know, what what are we calling it? Gen, Gen X, Z? Y, Gen Z, Jenny, Gen Generator, Gen not going to work here anymore. Um <laughs> You know, aimed specifically at them, trying to encompass all of them. I don't want all of them. That's the problem, is they try and do these things to get people to... There's nothing wrong with reaching out to everyone. There's something wrong with purposefully intending to get everyone. If, to be all things to all people, which exactly. is impossible to do. Now, you know what their problem is. This has been the NHL's problem all along is they don't know who their market audience is. They're trying to appeal to every single like male TV group out there and children, boys, because God knows they're not trying to like, you know, do anything for women. Um, but they don't have a target age group. They're trying to do everything for everybody all at once. And it's like, okay, guys, even the NFL is like 18 to 34 men and that's what they go for that's the demographic they market to that is what they do whether you like it or not at least it's focused at least they have a purpose at least they're like this is what this group likes we're gonna go with that by and large that's what they do and they're moderately successful at it they could be better but um the nhl doesn't have any of that they don't know who they're marketing to they don't care who they're marketing to they're just like trying to throw everything out there and see what sticks to the wall they try uh, i i think if they were stack ranking it would be kids would be 1a but the problem there is is they forget you know the parents sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And so they make things that are too kid specific mm -hmm. and they don't let the parents enjoy them as well. And I'm looking straight at you mascot game. Why the hell isn't that thing streamed mm -hmm. available on some channel somewhere? Cause that is the kind of stupid fun I'm talking about. It's meaningless. It's not even hockey. It is a video game in but real it is life. Entertaining. It is wildly entertaining, especially when you've got some of the good mascot. Now, uh, spoiler alert: not <laughs> not all the mascots. Actually, very few of the mascots have one person that runs them. <gasps> I know. I know. Pulling back the curtain. I know. They've, they, you know, I think that there's probably one or two that the guy that actually does the skating is also the one that's primarily the one in the mascot suit. But by and large, there's split between a few different people. And when you've got the ones that have, especially in these, you know, ones where they're out there skating and stuff, if you've got the ones that have the personality of the mascot in general, oh my God, they're so much fun. It is. <sighs> 
Says the guy who's starting a puppet revolution at work because he's tired of being on camera. <laughs> sock puppets? Could it be sock puppets? <laughs> um, it, could, it could be sock puppet. I, oh, I, right. there, sidebar, there used to be an online streaming show called Sock Puppet Theater where some of the voice actors would get together and read some of the hate mail mm-hmm. as as characters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because uh, all this hate mail was coming from sock puppets. So it was brilliant. Um, and, and and like those, the, the hey, here's your parallel. The voice actors that inherit or or imbue the character with some humor or personality that's unique to them as the voice actor. Same thing with the with the mascots. Those that imbue it with a sense of personality or quirkiness, whatever that comes from the person inside it those are the ones that tend to be more entertaining because they're, they understand, they, they get the job description. (laughs) They've read the job description. They, they read it (laughs) and took it to heart and ran with it. And I had an interesting conversation with somebody said, uh, basically, you know, uh, I I forget who it was and somebody's going to yell at me. They can't believe that the NHL has allowed Gritty to exist. And I said, God love the Snyder family because they read the memo. That is Philadelphia incarnate in gritty. Mm -hmm. It is chaos. It is stupidity. It is self-effacing. It is, it it is Philadelphia in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. which is why that thing took off like it did. Cause there was, there was no, seriousness placed on it they took the job serious but they didn't take themselves serious and i think that's the big difference Mm -hmm. and that's the nhl can't figure that out you take the sport serious but you really don't take yourself serious well they had it they had that magical combination in the 90s Right. Yeah, they kind of did. Where yeah. they they had like all kinds of like the goofiest in early two thousands. They had the goofiest commercials with the players in them. They showed players having you know big personalities and being fun and entertaining and and everybody got to really. I mean, that's why like a big part of why so many adults now look back at the nineties for the NHL rather fondly is not necessarily because how everybody was playing because that wasn't fun, but because of everything going around it, they had the story. It wasn't perfect, but they had the story. It's like people love personality. And then the lockout happened 2004, 2005. And all of a sudden it was no fun league after that. Everyone came out of that thing just so pissed at each other. You know, not that I blame anyone for that. I, I don't. I don't either. But now that now that you sort of brought that up, that CBA had so many walls put in it for player protection mm-hmm. that it makes it kind of hard for the players themselves to do anything because it's a potential violation of the CBA. You know, they have to be careful about doing, you know, it it just, it just built so many walls, artificial or not, around so much stuff, you know, 
you get into these conversations with people, uh, you know, lamenting the weight of the schedule and they're right. You know, the weight of the schedule really does suck. You, you go from a game, you go from a night like last night where 32 teams are playing all day long to a Wednesday night where there is one game. To the occasional you know, night where there's nothing. It, yeah, exactly. And some of that is, and I hate to say this, well, actually, I don't hate to say it because it is actually true. Some of that is a construct of the CBA. Mm-hmm. They have to have a portion so many nights off. They can't play, you know, a number of days. And I'm fine with all of those, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the unintended consequence of that. Right. And then when you start rolling in building availability into those schedules, that's where you see these weird quirks with these teams that don't play for five or six days. Right. And it's not, and it's not their quote off week, mm-hmm. which is usually the week before or the week after. The week out, yeah, exactly. So I really wish they would come back around and rework the CBA to loosen some things up for the benefit of both of them. Every time I say for the benefit, I have to start singing for the benefit of Mr. <laughs> Guy. There will be a show on trampoline and we'll be sued for copyright infringement right between. Um, and they can have the 50 cents lining in my pocket in the coat in the hall. Um, <clears throat> God, now I can't stop. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, so, Ms. paying the bills. So here's the um, question I have for you. We we are we are recording a man down. Pat is not here. Um, so does that mean that we can go off on, on Pacific Northwest geography and not be penalized? No. No. <laughs> no. I I feel it my duty duty as a fellow pat patrick mm-hmm. to you know to to stand up for our our absent our absent friend our absent cohort our absent partner in crime who was doing his service to the world of hockey today mm-hmm. um I, I, I just, you know, I, somebody's going to correct me. I know this. I don't care. I still have, I'm still struggling with Justin Bieber's relevance. <laughs> you know, I don't know what he is anymore. It's- I understood, the, I understood the beginning. He was, I would have, a singer. The relevance, I can tell you what the relevance is. The relevance for the NHL anyway, is it. He is a famous singer from Toronto where the All-Star game is going to be played. And that's all that it matters. No, it's it's he has relationships with some of the players in the Toronto team. He is a noted Toronto Maple Leafs fan and a hockey fan. He is, you know, the big name, right? That's that's what they consider the big name. Yeah. Now hmm. no, go ahead. It's like, but is he really? <laughs> this this is what I see. This is what I'm saying. Yes, now, I know. I know what you're saying. You know what? I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, as a as a parallel to the um, the Taylor Swift, whatever you want to call it, in the football 
league thing mm-hmm. where people are upset because every time there's a break or, you know, which in football there's breaks every 30 seconds. So I don't know why you people think they're not going to fill airtime shooting stuff around the arena. I mean, come on. Oh, I mean, they do it in hockey and show like players, wives, and girlfriends, well, usually or parents or whatever. So it's like, eh. But that I was getting to that, but it's not nearly as frequent as it is in football because right. literally in football, you have a minute in between each play. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dead air time to fill. Mm-hmm. Now, all of the people that are grousing, complaining, whatever about the Taylor Swift, nobody says the same thing about Will Ferrell, who they cannot show enough during King's home games. Oh, no, I do. I, well, I don't watch King's home games, but uh, whenever, whenever I have the... I don't want to say occasion or opportunity, but whenever I'm forced to. Um, <laughs> whenever yeah. you have the pleasure. See, that's how you do it. That's how you do it in retail. Oh, so, yeah, it yeah. was a pleasure serving you, ma'am. Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a hard time with, with you know, lies. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not a lie. It's just, it's just word mm-hmm. replacement. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, in, in, ma'am or sir in retail parlance is bitch or asshole. Uh-huh. And pleasure serving you is please go jump off a cliff <laughs> and never come back again. Exactly. Yes, I know. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's like I, whenever they show like celebrities in the stands, if it's once or twice during the game, fine, whatever. But if it's like, Ooh, what are they doing after this play now? It's like anyone, I don't care who it is. Anyone. I'm just like, seriously. <laughs> well, my my point is, is he's not, you know, McEnroe is a diehard Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's understood. Um, Farrell is actually there almost every game. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, during the playoffs and everything. So he is a Kings fan. Right. I don't remember seeing Bieber a lot, you know. They're not showing Bieber enough, apparently, if he's at all these Leafs games. So um, hmm. I see clips of him occasionally. I see clips Twitter of him screwing feed. around with, well, screwing around with Matthews on an off day or something. Yeah. Um. This is sort of coming around to the celebrity captain thing that they are going to be doing again this year at the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Have they chosen no, those yet? I, I have not seen anything. I think, you know, with them, they're going to be like, it's going to be announced during, you know, next Saturday's Hockey Night in Canada feed or, Gallon. you know, something inane like that. Right, right. Because, you know, NHL. Right. Um, <clears throat> nothing will ever top Mr. Rogers, okay? <laughs> Being named the celebrity captain for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nothing. I'd almost forgotten about that. Absolutely nothing. And the height, going back to the 90s, Cassie, this is why we remember the 90s hockey so fondly. Mm-hmm. You had John Candy, Michael J. Fox, um, Mr. Rogers. Oh, God, there was um, Alan Thick. You know, a lot of Canadian expats that were in the entertainment world but mr rogers who isn't canadian but yes he is actually is not area exactly i uh 
my my fear of these celebrity captains is it's going to be Instagram influencer um. or TikTok streamer. And I will freely admit there is a level of celebrity to those people in their genre. Celebrity to me is a genre breaching thing. If I haven't been inundated with you to the point that I have to mute people retweeting something that a person has done that they believe is fun or entertaining or makes them worthy of being a celebrity. <sighs> oh, they have 5 million followers on TikTok. Good for them. How many of them are real? <laughs> How many did they buy? Right. How many of them are bots? Exactly. That, you know, your follower count is not an actual ratings count, you know. Now, granted, someone will come back and say, you know, I've got a million engagements and I'll return the favor and say, okay, how many of those were automated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you know. Right. You now have we, to take all of that with a grain of salt. You just right. have to. We've all lied on our Nielsen charts. Everyone that's ever had a Nielsen chart sent to their home has lied. Because oh, I've never everyone, had one, so I've never had to uh, lie. <laughs> okay. You know, there, there's, a, there's a, you know, it's like jury duty, Cassie. Give it time, you'll probably get one. I've only done that once, actually, and I wasn't selected, and I didn't have to lie to do that either. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not okay. good. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm really good at lying. That's why I don't do it because it's just too easy. Yeah. Um, and the reason a lot of people do it is because they want to seem smarter than they are, so they won't put what they really watched. They'll put something that was on PBS or the news or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing about engagement and ratings, you know, being being a, I don't know what the hell you. Oh, call it's it. the same sort of thing with like uh, sold out games, tickets sold. It's like, yeah, but how many people were sitting in those seats? You know what they call it? Tickets <laughs> just they they they've stopped calling it tickets sold. Right. It's tickets distributed. Mm-hmm. Because there's such a fine line, you know, between clever and stupid. Again. <laughs> like the nhl's motto <laughs> it, it's it really you know the nhl really is spinal tap incarnate my god I, I again and again and again i always come back to the question how how are they still in business again because they they have like the worst business model how are they who who is i mean are people just like siphoning off money and it's unaccounted for is this pentagon i mean how does this work <sighs> <laughs> they're a <they're, laughs> massive money laundering scheme for um the the mexican drug cartels there okay. there it is <laughs> so they, they they just you know they don't care you know that's, that's how the creative accounting works right uh, well you showed all this revenue but you're also losing money well yeah we got to lose money well, it's it's the and I think we've most of us have been there. It's the oh, the company's doing so great, record profits, but gosh, we don't have enough money for you for raises. Sorry. Well, or in my, <laughs> or or in my case, we posted quarter record revenues three quarters in a row and had to go through layoffs because mm-hmm. they were apparently spending too much money in the wrong area, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. employees. 
right. and not dividends. Right. We're doing it's like this too to many pieces it. of the pie. We need to get yeah. rid of some. We're we're doing you know these these layoffs are to appease our shareholders. I am a shareholder. You are not appeasing me. Right. Um, you could have sued I, me for that. <laughs> I was a I was a significant. I I say this in the past tense. I was a significant shareholder. No longer am I. I am not appeased. I have no faith in your company anymore. That's why I dumped all of your stock mm-hmm. and ended up making more money off the stuff that I reinvested it in because I had been a company shill for far too long and they made me realize that, mm-hmm, yeah. So um, <laughs> completely different topic and nothing to do with my continued anger at my former <laughs> employer. And everybody's like, is that ever going to go away? And I'm like, no. not a chance in hell. <laughs> it will never go away. <laughs> yeah, but what if they came back to you and gave no. you a big ray? And I'm like, I don't care if they came back to me and backed up the a Brinks truck and gave me a quarter profit. Actually, I do. I'd take it and then I'd retire the next day. Yeah, good for you. That's, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so even though he's not here. Uh-oh. He contributed to this show, our 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 friend, our comrade, our hockey savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he is our keystone player. <laughs> he, you know, he is our X factor. Yes, he's our linchpin. He is. He's mm-hmm. he is the stir, the the coffee stir because we don't do straws anymore. Remember? Um, I can't just shake it. But- the lid on and never mind go on but see the problem is is you know a good coffee lid you've got the hole and then you've got the steam hole no i'm talking about my travel mug oh well you and your travel muggers um yeah let me let me send you that study that just came out about suspended uh plastic particles and bottled water I don't drink bottled water, not a chance in hell. Oh, there you go. Anyway, go on. Um, Who would make an interesting celebrity Jeopardy contestant from our hockey pool? My first answer Mm -hmm. is John Tortorella. (laughs) He wouldn't answer half of them. He'd only answer the ones that he thought that were worthy of answering. <laughs> I think it'd be freaking hysterical. Well, you know, who's, who's the host now? It's that Ken dude. Yeah. Freak- Who I stumped with a geography question once. My claim to fame. <laughs> Good on you. He's you actually know, got know, like Ken. a geography degree. He thinks himself as a geographer and I stumped him with a geography degree. Eh, or geography question. On Go you. on. Good on you. Mm. Hey, there's always a bigger fish. And anybody that claims to know everything knows nothing. Exactly. Um, I could just see Tortorella. You know, Ken, I don't I I, I I I'm struggling to see the relevance in this in this in this question. statement you're making yeah. to me. Well, it's not a question, remember, you're supposed to answer. Oh, right, right, right. Question, what is? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Ken, you know, it's not like I can get the itinerary of <laughs> of every 14th century general <laughs> you know and determine where they could and couldn't have been at that time i 
God, I love that man because he and, just and who really is who really is Napoleon anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's there's some discussion can about whether Napoleon as a singular entity really did all of this stuff or was it a byproduct of some of the you know some of the <laughs> oh god that'd be hysterical was he really um, was he really a guy who like was a despot that conquered half of europe or was he really a guy who just like showed everyone the way to democracy and toppled all of their monarchies i mean come on which way are we going with this <laughs> Was he a colonialist or was he a freedom fighter? I mean, let's discuss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so I would love to see Tortorella. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have an answer to this question because that would require me to think. And thinking is hard right now. <laughs> Brad Marchand. Because hmm. I think I it'd be very engaging. I know. Alex Kalorn with his Harvard degree. Ooh. That would be a good one, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Or Peros with his, his uh, Yale if you go to Yale, go to Harvard, go to Yale. It was one of the, it was some, it was, it was one of those, yeah. yeah, one of those things. It's like an economics major at like some Ivy League school. And then he went and pummeled people's faces for a living after that. Well, I mean, that's John Scott, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, what was his, it was, his is, um, God, some engineering, some like crazy engineering Right, he was degree. like an engineer, you're a, I work with engineers, man. They are just, they're out there. Electrical um, engineers specifically, I guess oh, I should say. <laughs> well, speaking as somebody that had to take some electrical engineering classes as part of his comp sci courses back in the day. Yeah, you're right. We are. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I have a, I have a different random question. Okay. When do the parliamentary hearings start on the state of junior hockey in Canada since the U.S. won uh, the World Junior Championships for boys and the under-18s for girls in the last couple of weeks? First of all, USA, USA, (laughs) USA. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Canada's World Juniors, the, the boys didn't even make it, didn't even medal, didn't even make it to the medal round. Um, and the under a, under 18 uh, crowd got a bronze, I think. Well, so there's hope. See, right there. That's why they don't need to. But that's, that's it, girls hockey. It's not boys hockey. Oh, so there is no hope because girls right. hockey isn't a real thing to... Canadian mm-hmm. hockey to Canada. Some, gotcha. Yeah, to some. Yeah, except mm-hmm. all of the thousands of people that have gone out and attended all the PWHL games in the cities in the past mm-hmm. week and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't and matter how, to anyone, right? Yeah. And how everyone's jumping on Ottawa's bandwagon and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't understand that either. 
Yeah, I, I might not know if I'm just on Twitter. Yes, I said Twitter. Um, at the times the Ottawa's playing, and so everyone's just naturally talking about Ottawa, or if everyone's just all over Ottawa because Ottawa's fun and entertaining, or I don't know. But it's like every time I'm on Twitter, people are talking about Ottawa's PWHL team like they're they're the next best three thing to slice bread, you know? I... There are there are times I wonder if this isn't like some symbiotic, I forget what, a symbiotic relationship, symbiotic sympathetic relationship with their NHL team. Mm. Like there's a bunch of people rooting for Ottawa and the PWHL mm-hmm. because they want to see the city kind of get rewarded in some hockey sense. Mm, maybe, maybe that's it, the case. I don't I, know. I, It'd be really interesting to see if there is like a sympathy card to be played. You know, if you could do some sort of, God, I'm going to say it, some sort of intelligent marketing, you know, to understand (laughs) how people became fans of the Ottawa PWHL franchise, which going back to this marketing thing again, I got to kind of wonder if the reason that they didn't give them names was not because they couldn't think of any, but because they wanted to see what they might become to name them, if that makes sense. Or maybe they want to have the fans get into the team so that they would be more engaged in a, uh, like name competition kind of thing in the off season. uh, that's that's kind of what I'm leading at is, you know, um, is let them be a city name and then just sort of see what they become. You know, there are sometimes some people will get a pet and they, you know, will have a name picked out for it. And other times it will be like, I don't know what to call it. And then the pet's personality, quirks, whatever you want to call it sort of come out and a name just sort of lends itself to that. And I'm wondering if that's not what they're doing here. Uh, I don't think it's that profound. I think that they honestly just didn't have time or interest to deal with that at the, at, at the time, but it might have turned into that because they've, you know, because it's kind of like segued into that naturally at this point. Yeah. I, it, it might be a knock on effect of them not having enough runway. And I, I bet you, I'd almost bet you money that the reason that they didn't was because of all of the trademark copyright clearances um, they'd have to do before they could do anything else. And, you know, that's a, that's an elongated process and that designing logos is an elongated process. And we don't want to hold up starting this league because it's just spewing money. You know, while we're not playing, there's no butts and seats type thing. So let's just do this. We'll start here. And then as we're going along, we can sort of do that process in parallel. Right. And then by the start of next season, you know, then I, I would almost, I would almost hazard a guess by the start of next season or after, you know, sometime during the off season for them this year, um, franchise, um, I don't want to call them names. Um, franchise yeah nicknames branding whatever they want to call it will sort of be announced well i mean for like some of them 
moment, sorry, that'll give them some momentum into next year, especially for merchandising. And it will also maintain a, a certain level of interest yep. in the off season to carry them over into the next season. Um, I do wonder if their colors that they've chosen will end up being the colors that they keep. Um, I would suspect. I would think so. Uh, I forgot you've probably seen it already, but Boston's is basically the Everett Silver Tips. Yes, which I'm fine with. So, totally fine with. Yeah. I still miss the Everett Silver Tips anniversary sweaters from their 10th anniversary, which had the really beautiful sort of newspaper banner. Not newspaper. Um, oh, God, no, I can't remember what they call it. Or the newspaper's name is. They always have those beautiful sort of calligraphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They had an E done in that style and the green, and it was just a sweet looking sweater. And I'm really mad that I missed buying one. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, my friend Marianne, who I went to that Boston game with, the uh, season opener, um, she really wanted a jersey, but she wasn't sure she would get one because she wasn't sure they were going to keep those colors. But also it was the same colors as her high school. So she kind of had a problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'd just be wearing high school stuff. Um, And I was like, I was like, you know what? My school colors were red and black and I was required to wear red and black every Friday. Oh yeah. Year for four years for a variety of reasons for when I was playing sports, when it was banned, when it was, you know, whatever. And um, it took me, like 15 years after high school to actually be you know more than that to be okay wearing red and black together again <laughs> i avoided it like the plague for many 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 years <laughs> ours um ours were blue light blue and white well that's my college it's westerns right um i <laughs> Funny thing is, is they never made us because I was in jazz. I, I was not in marching band, but I was in band, mm-hmm. jazz band, and they didn't care oh, yeah, if the they jazz, band make you kids, for jazz band kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wouldn't care if the jazz band kids came and sat in, you know, at the football games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they didn't make us wear the uniforms or anything. So I did uh, not, and I didn't play any sports in high school, at least for the high school. Tons of hockey, not for the high school. Um, yeah, so. no, I, uh, um, so, you know, like professional athletes or many do now, I was required to dress up on game days and if it was Friday, oh, everybody yeah. was supposed to wear red and black because school colors and all that. And then band, of course, you know, you had football games, high school football games and high school boys basketball games on Fridays. And so, you know, you'd have to wear band uniform for basketball, but you did for high school, but or for football, but you were expected to wear red and black to the basketball games. And then I was also a drum major, marching band. I actually, <laughs> I actually have part of that uniform somewhere. Um, not supposed to have it, but oh well. Um, what are they going to do? Fire you? Suspend you? Expel you? <laughs> oh God, no! So talk about like random tangents. Um, so. I, you know, at the end of the school year, you're supposed to pay off all of your fees, right? Anything that is due, um, 
right before you graduate. So because if you have any outstanding bills, essentially, you don't get your diploma. And so I went to check because I wasn't sure. And I was uh, standing there talking to the accounting person. And I had played um, powder puff football that year. And they gave us the freshman football team jerseys to wear. And so I have, I had a jersey because nobody had like, I, I didn't know who to turn it back to and I wasn't sure who to ask and I still had it and I expected that that was going to show up. And so the accounting person looks at my list and there's like, why do you have a freshman football jersey on your, on your list? Scratches is out. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I could keep that, keep that now. <laughs> nice. So yeah. I have a, I have a random like freshman football jersey from my high school just because somebody was like, yeah, you shouldn't have that on your list. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's clear. That's clearly a clerical error on right. our part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right. That, yeah. That's the ticket. And I was just like, okay, wasn't quite sure what to do with that. So I just let it go. And later I was like, I probably should have said something. Oh, well, I still have a football jersey. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally hockey related. Um <laughs> Yeah. You think we're supposed to be entirely hockey related on this show? Come um, on. Um are we ever? No. Yeah. <laughs> then no. Yeah, no, no, not so, no no, not so much. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not even not even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we all love hockey, but come on, you know. Yeah, we'd have to tar- start talking about Cutter Gautier and all okay. that absurdity. No, no, we're going to have this debate. Okay, so here's here's my, my one and only statement. He didn't sign a contract. <laughs> he had as much right to like ask for his rights to be traded elsewhere as any guy who decides to wait out the team and go back into the draft and not sign with them. Jane, you ig- no, I won't do it. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant. <laughs> you are a hundred percent correct, Cassie. Thank you. Now, here's Not that my. I problem. need your validation, but thank I you. know you don't. <laughs> no, you are technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah, I was. That's right. I'm going to say it. Being drafted is an IOU. It's a two-way IOU. As a team, IOU, the player, conversations discussing your future with our franchise and a potential contract. As a player, IOU, conversations about my future and discussion of a contract. To my understanding, it was a one-way street. That's where I have an issue. So I have two things to say to that. One, the person that drafted him was no longer there. That, that organization, organization, not person. Sand. Okay. Organization, not a person. And two... He did them a favor by asking for a trade instead of sitting out for two years and not signing with them because they got something in return for him. He didn't ask for a trade. I guess not explicitly. 
He just had he to do anything. Exactly. There is my problem. Ghosting them is where I have an issue. If he didn't want to be there, his actions demonstrated it. But by doing by his actions, he also demonstrated to me his petulance and immaturity. I mean, what, 19? Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, his, his, <laughs> his, rep, his representation too, though. Yeah. His representation ghosted him, you know. So now this, uh, I think it's Kirk Overhart. So now that guy's got to worry about other clients that he may have in Philly or wherever. Because it's a knock-on effect, right? And as stupid and as petulant and as petty as it sounds, some people put a mark on, you know, you got a mark in my black book. You know, not not you, Cutter Gautier, but your agent. If your agent was acting on your behalf, he should have done a better job of explaining to you. All you had to do was literally say, I have no interest in signing with you. Please trade me. Mm-hmm. I've changed my mind. I don't care about his reasons. You are, I agree with you till the end of time. His reasons are his own. Yeah. It's somebody, I don't it's care. Nobody's business. Nobody's business. The fact that he didn't step up and say, I've changed my mind. I have no interest in signing with you. My reasons are my own. Please trade me. Now, Danny Briere pantsed Anaheim in that deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely pantsed them. Got basically the same, uh, you know, a fifth for a sixth first round draft pick was, was the swap. And a second round draft pick. And the player they swapped for is a right-handed defender who's 21. Right. And is on the mm-hmm. upswing of his career. Right. That is who is actually pantsing. already playing. Right. Who who had a se- who had a season and a half because he had some injuries and other stuff. You know, basically had, you know, close to 100 games in the NHL and was building momentum. And again, I'm going to say this again, is a right shooting defender who can move the puck and who John Tortorella came out and basically said the magic words that turned everybody's ears pricked everyone's ears up i think of him more as a rover yeah so kale mccarr adam fox charlie mcavoy come to mind and he's right-handed i think the right-handed thing is overrated in my opinion but you know I, I'm not dis, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, you know, it's I know people like value that, but I think it's an overrated value. They're um, hard to find. They're harder to develop. The I, I you know, there is some tactical. I won't call it advantage there. It, yeah, there's some tactical value to having a right hander. Right. But is it's not it as overhyped? much as, yeah, it's not as much as what people are saying it is. Yeah. You know, it's like if you are good, the the thing that people aren't making a comparison with is 
It's great to have a right-handed defender, but do you have a left-handed, left-shot defender who is good on their backhand? That's your comparison. Because if you have a left-hand, a left-shot defender who's good with their backhand, then you don't. Then that's the that's a wash. Or do you have Chris Jelios who could play both sides because right. he was pretty much ambidextrous? Well, and that's the thing is the is, and that's why it's an overrated thing is because. If you have two left shot defenders, everything's fine unless you have one that that isn't as defensive minded as the other. And then that's when you start running into problems and, you know, then that turns into your weak side and people start like doing breakaways down that side because they can. But, you know, that's another story entirely. (laughs) Well, it's Eric Carlson, Um, which they need to pair him with a very solid stay at home defender to back him up for when he's out doing whatever he's doing. (laughs) Oh, speaking of rovers, Eric Carlson, Mm -hmm. duh, Mm -hmm. there, you know, there's the ultimate rover. Quinn Hughes, another rover. Luke Hughes is getting to that Except point. Except that what, what Tortorella said was that he wasn't talking about a defender as a rover. He meant a true rover. Yeah. So that's, oh, yeah, yeah. that's different. That's uh, yeah. not, you know, it's a little different, I guess. Not that much different, but yeah. yeah it's, it's He's listed as a D in the, you know, it's one of those, he's, he's listed as a D in your program, but he's a rover in our hearts. Yeah, how long? How long until the R comes into uh, into usage on those <laughs> charts? <laughs> God, I would love if Tortorella did it. Just start put, put, uh, listing him as an R. Yeah, not RW, just R. Just R. Did you like mean D. D here, John? Yeah, no, it's an R with two tails, or it's an R with rabbit ears, or it's a D with rabbit ears upside down. Mm-hmm. Or it's a D on toothpicks. Which, you know, is fine. But again, you need that balance of a stay-at-home defender who, when this guy is out wandering around, someone is back to, like, cover any, you know, breakaways from the other team. (laughs) The beautiful thing is, is they've got that in Philly. And watching what they did to Winnipeg yesterday was fun. Yeah, it was a low-scoring game. It wasn't high chances on the Philadelphia side, but they look structured. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking, you said Eric Carlson, and I'm just thinking about Pittsburgh, where when they were playing Carolina, Sidney Crosby was playing defense for two, twice in one shift because his defender got stuck up ice and he was the guy skating backward. So, (laughs) you know... Well, you know, as as much as I don't like Crosby, um, Cassie has left us. Cassie is having tech, Ted and Nicole difficulty of visiting us. As much as I don't like Crosby in concept, I love Crosby as a player. As a hockey player and as a person, he is fantastic too. I just have that. I can't explain it. I don't want to punch him or anything of the sort. Just that way. And with that, because Ted and Nicole difficulty have visited our show, I'd like to thank you all for listening, making it this far. Have a great week, people. 
This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.